0: So let's label this story just when you think it's not possible. It can't get any worse. It does. I read from Janet Moore's story in the Star Tribune. Construction of a tunnel in Minneapolis for the Southwest Light Rail Line has revealed an impediment. This is where all of us are like no. Uh, nobody. No, of course. What? <clears throat> yeah. That could add even more expense and delay the $2.7 billion project, which, by the way, is a billion over budget. Contractors working in the much-discussed Kenilworth Corridor recently encountered what appears to be a large piece of concrete about three feet away from the foundation of Cedar Islands condominiums, which were built in the 1980s from repurposed grain silos. Now, there's going to be a legislative audit, a continuing legislative audit on this. and Later this month, we'll get new number totals. Again, already, wait for it, a billion-dollar over budget. Representative Frank Hornstein, He's kind enough to join us. He is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. The representative has spoken bluntly and directly about Southwest light rail during this endless process and is willing to come on today. And, Frank, I appreciate your time. When you first found out about the latest, what was your immediate reaction?
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for uh, shining a light on this very important story. You know, I first found out the way you and everyone else first found out, through the news media. Uh, You know, the Met Council didn't even call uh, the legislators who are involved in uh, transportation uh, to give them a heads up. And so, you know, that's problem number one here. And, you know, we've had issues with accountability and transparency uh, from day one on this project and so here we go again i thought your introduction was was very apt just when you thought it couldn't get any worse or it couldn't get any more expensive or more problematic here we are so you know i found out the same way you and and all of your listeners found out so let's
0: pick up on that the met council is right dead center in the middle of this story They know you and other legislators within the purview of your job are overseeing this. What does this say to you about the Met Council not even taking a short period of time and to reach out to you and the many others who are involved in this?
1: Well, I think it says a lot about the need to reform and restructure this agency. And myself and Senator Dibble have been calling that for years. But I really think the issues around Southwest are the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, we are calling for this uh, level of government, this agency, to be an elected agency. It is appointed. Uh, they have tremendous powers of taxation, uh, lots of different functions that they do. And by the way, I think these are important functions. We shouldn't be doing away with the Met Council. It should, But it should be an elected body. Uh, and so uh, a bill was introduced in the Senate last week. It'll be introduced in the House this coming week uh, to make a fairly substantial, I would say, significant and long past due reform, which is to elect this body. And we simply say no taxation without representation.
0: You are a DFLer. You know this. There are many Republicans for years who said. I don't even want it to be an elected body. I want it out of here. Why do you disagree with them? Why not just well, get Met- rid of the Met Council in responding to what many Republicans have offered up for, for as you know, an extended period of time?
1: Well, there, I'll say there are Republicans that agree with us that it should be an elected body. And there are Republicans that understand that we have to have some regional government, if nothing else to make things more efficient. Keep in mind, the Met Council was created by Republicans in the late 60s. Someone by the name of Charlie Weaver Sr. was a Republican legislator, and he created the legislation for the Met Council because he wanted more efficient government. He didn't think we should have, you know, 200 separate wastewater treatment systems, you know, around the, the, the region. And that we have you know, we have a region. It's not just a a collection of individual cities and municipalities. And really, every large metropolitan area has some sort of regional government. So we're saying yes to regional government, but no to having it unelected and unaccountable.
0: Okay, let's get to the crux of this. In your view, how have we arrived here? How is it possible this project, which has been going on forever is already a billion over budget. We, with this latest situation unfolding yesterday, we don't know financially how much more this might add. We don't know what this is going to do to the completion date. How has this all happened?
1: Well, another excellent question. Um, you know, there were a series of decisions that were made, oh about uh, 10, 15 years ago that really set the stage for this problem. And those decisions were around routing this particular right. uh, transit uh, system in this very, very narrow corridor in uh, geological uh, terrain around lakes. Um, it just made no sense whatsoever. And the initial – one of the initial legislative auditor reports that came out uh, over the summer um, or this past fall really laid out how this happened. It was a political decision. There were technical reports that said, don't do it through here unless you move the freight rail somewhere else. It's just too narrow to have freight and light rail together. And that – they, you know – Hennepin County, the Met Council, were warned about this over and over, including by the people who live around that uh, corridor, were very vocal in saying, this doesn't make sense. Um, Myself and Senator Dibble, about 10 years ago, uh, we put the brakes on this and said, you got to study another alternative to locating the, the rail and brake together. And the study even said it's possible to do it it's possible to move that freight rail somewhere else.
0: You Again, wanted that I'm, I'm looking that at rec- story, I'm looking at stories from back then. You wanted to use Nicollet Mall and the Greenway. Do you still stand by that? That that was the way to go.
1: I think that would have been better than this. I think there were some other options as well. Um, you know, the original plan uh, was without the rail, but uh, without the freight rail on this quarter was a possibility. But I think the, the option to do it uh, along the greenway and Nicollet, you have a lot more people there that can take the transit. That's what was you know, really one of the things that we thought you know, was better about that line. So I think the routing decision was a problem, but then a series, just so many decisions after that, you know, one cascading after another uh, have caused these problems. You had contractors that we feel you know might have been uh, selected in the wrong way and and you know, all of this I hope will come to light uh, with the legislative audit report, which you mentioned. I'm so yep. glad you mentioned it. Um, and that's going to come really we think before the end of the month
0: okay let's let's be direct here and remind folks, Representative Frank Hornstein he is our guest. who directly made these decisions? who deserves the criticism? For this corridor decision, the delay that has added hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And now with the latest, as I said before, we don't know how much more money and we don't know where it's going to be finished. Who made these who made these calls, which have turned out to be awful?
1: There were a number of of people, um, you know, who were in charge of the Met Council back in those days and also. Uh, folks that were involved in, in Hennepin County made the routing decision but it was the Met Council that's ultimately responsible for implementing it and um, you know we now at this point need to listen very carefully to what this audit report has to say. Um, this is the first time we've had a objective non-biased uh, Entity that's going to look at this very very carefully some of the other reports that have been done in the past you know, maybe they were contracted by Interested parties if you know what I mean uh, This is actually we have the legislative auditor, which is bipartisan You created it's really exists for the legislature so that we can get the information We need to make decisions and that is why Senator Dibble and I asked for this report a year and a half ago, and we're we're glad that it's finally on the the brink of being released.
0: Should the people who push for this change to use the tunneling idea should they still have their jobs?
1: Well, some of them are uh, some are no longer in the the entities, but um, we we need accountability, and I, I think this audit report is going to to give us a roadmap for for how we do this. Then. Look, there's still a long way to go with this project, and we need to make sure that uh, there is a lot more uh, transparency, uh, accountability, uh, and, you know, moving forward, we cannot continue to have these mistakes. These are mistakes uh, and and surprises.
0: A couple last points Representative Frank Hornstein. For the folks who look at this, uh, Representative, and I worry that it's not just going to be a billion over budget. It might be 1.1. It might be 1.2. It might be 1.3. And they say, let's be done with it. Let's not spend more money in this. What do you say to the, those folks who just want to say, uncle, even with all the money, which already has been put into this project?
1: That's understandable. Uh I think that. You know, a cautionary note here is that um, in the half of this uh, line, this project is funded by the federal government. Uh, Most of the other half is from Hennepin County, um, a small portion from the state. The the problem here with that is that these federal contracts and the, the federal grant agreement, which allowed this to move forward, Has to be repaid if there's no project. So you know uh, that's an issue and then of course there's all kinds of contracts that would be broken. So it's not just it's not simple, it's not easy just to say no Um, and and we're concerned about that. It may even be more expensive uh, in the long run to do that. So at this point I'm waiting to see what the legislative auditor has to say. We asked them, it was unprecedented, we asked the legislature on a bipartisan basis The vote in the House was 129 to 1. You don't see that very often. And in the Senate, it was 67 to nothing. Uh, we asked the legislative auditors through this legislation to answer 17 different questions. And they're going to have a couple of different reports. It's only the first one that's coming out here in a couple of weeks. So I'm kind of, uh, at this point, I'm waiting for those reports. I'm not going to take a position one way or the other about, Uh, funding or the future. I really want to see what they have to say.
0: Last thing, you've hinted at this a couple times, so I want to try to nail you down. Do you think people either at the Met Council or others involved in this leaned a certain way with their decisions on the corridor, on what has taken place, because they were financially benefiting from it?
1: I would say that there was a decision that was made, um, a couple of different, there were, the legislative auditor's report there seems to suggest this, the first one, that you had the railroad that did not want to change course, that really expressed a preference for staying in this particular corridor. But then you had uh, you know, folks in St. Louis Park that didn't want that freight rail to go there. So because of those two factors, which I find be political, not technical in nature, uh, the railroad's preferences, and St. Louis Park's preferences, that's how we ended up with this. And I think that is the crux of the problem. But did anybody Uh, financially
0: benefit from this directly? Is someone involved in the decision making?
1: I I don't, I have no evidence of that, but I do have, uh, but I do think there is strong evidence that there were political forces that ignored technical reports and other warnings that this particular corridor didn't work
0: thank you sir i really appreciate you coming on asking answering our questions
1: thank you so much thank you for uh your interest in the story and i hope everyone has a good uh weekend in this beautiful weather
0: thank you sir representative frank hornstein on the boondoggle the biggest boondoggle in the history of this state representative said a lot texts are coming in Let's stay with this one more segment. Am I wrong with Dave Harrigan? Oh, trust me. He'll be wrong pretty much every time. I mean, we're, we've got kind of established that now. The segment should be called, yes, I
2: am wrong. Can we change that to, this is Dave. Yes, I'm about to be wrong. Once you make a good stance on a subject I bring up, then we can discuss it.
0: Mm. Interesting.
2: Tiger, three over today. <sighs> He's done.
0: One over for the tournament. The highlight you'll see all weekend is him putting in the bunker on the famous Sixel.
2: Well,
0: you've never putted into
2: a bunker. I mean, he's won 15 majors, but you've never putted into a bunker. Not once. Not once. Well, I don't I've also know. never given one of my playing partners a tampon. Yeah. You'll see that highlight too.
0: Yes. Well, that's already out there. And <laughs> it's not what I would have done. Okay. It's absolutely not what I would have done. We don't need to turn this into the crisis of planet Earth right now. We do need to stay with this crisis because it is a colossal failure. What part of this? We're going over three, Bill. You know we're going over three, Bill. What part of this ticks you off most? 651-461-9226. Among the texts coming in off our interview with Representative Frank Hornstein and this colossal failure. Southwest light rail Q likes seeing it cuz it's by his grandma's apartment complex but he keeps asking me is it going to be
2: done soon <laughs> I say he hasn't liked seeing the trains yet cuz he hasn't seen one of those I go don't don't count on it <laughs> <laughs> don't count on it Among the
0: texts, another example of people not listening to local residents same goes for many street changes being made in Minneapolis neighborhoods very detrimental Answer the question on who made the decisions. Are they on the take to hire specific contractors? I tried repeatedly because it didn't sound like he was hinted at that like multiple times. You know, well, they went with this and you know, you know what that could be. Mm-hmm. Let's see more reporting on that because I, I asked him multiple times. Are you saying people are doing this for cash? He did say at the end he has no evidence didn't say it's not a no it was not a no i think the i think the inference was available throughout the interview if you're going to do this and if even on budget it's going to be a billion plus to make these decisions without understanding more about Kenilworth and an underground corridor is the height of a stupefying decision. How about the folks who live at this condo complex who have to listen to this racket constantly? That wouldn't get too old, would it, just having to listen to that?
2: Shaking your buildings foundation. That's fun. That was problems, what, a couple years ago we had that story about buildings that were incurring damage because of all the work being done out the front door? Yeah. It was the belief that this
0: was the way to go by many on the Met Council. Not all. I mean, this has been a part of our lives. When was it first raised as a possibility? Because we've been, it, there's been a building part of it for what, fifteen years. Discussed, and then we also have to ask this whole thing: How many people are going to ride it by the time? I think at this point, you have to finish it. Right? <laughs> are you literally going to spend two point eight billion dollars? $2.8 billion, and you're, like, I'm just throwing this on like it's a trifle small amount of money. It's only another $200 million, but you're going to draw the line then. And as the representative pointed out, a lot of this money is from the federal government. And if you don't finish it, you have to pay that money back. So you're going to spend even more. So it's not just the $200 million that you're saying you're drawing the line on. You then have to pay the federal government back a significant amount
2: of money because you didn't finish and don't forget, Chad, it's not necessarily only a question of how many people are going to write it. How many people are going to pay to write it? Yeah. <laughs> well, nobody,
0: right? How many people have uh, fired over this? How many people have admitted they were wrong in this? Isn't the list like zero? I mean, how can you have this this amount of malfeasance? That doesn't happen. Let's go to David real quick here, and then we'll get to, yes, Dave Harrigan is wrong, the new name of the segment. David, you're on.
3: Hi, I'll be brief. Um, I have no agenda here at all. I don't live near the light rail. Um, I don't live in an area I'm going to talk about, which is the Botno Line, uh, which is the next light rail yep, they're proposing right. going up, um, obviously, through north Minneapolis, Crystal, Robbinsdale, yep. the New Hope, and Brooklyn Park. I've gone to several of the meetings, and I was told that this is really going to be something because it's going to carry 2,900 people a day okay. between Minneapolis, downtown, and Brooklyn Park. Sure. And and I made, the, I made the comment to one of the people who was selling this thing. I said, why don't you do electric buses instead? And he just dismissed me. Oh, we can't do that. And then last week you see the vice president go up to St. Cloud yep. to a company up there
0: yep. Bragging about it. who
3: is touting electric buses. Yep. And they would be more flexible. They would be easier to reroute if you ever had another pandemic or anything else. And they just dismiss you. But I'll, I'll say this one thing, and I truly believe this. I grew up in North Minneapolis, and if they run this thing through North Minneapolis down Broadway, it will be the nail in the coffin of North Minneapolis. Why is that? So it's all because you're going to go down, go, go look at, go look at University Avenue between Fairview and downtown Saint Paul. Is there any economic growth there?
0: Well, there wasn't. None. There wasn't a lot before either. It hasn't it, stopped. It hasn't well, stopped. But, but, yeah, right, but. yeah I, I know what you're uh, I'll, I'll let you go to the idea that all this was going to pop up because of light rail. Has proved out to be, has just proved out to be false. Some, a little, not much. Yes, Dave Harrigan is wrong. The new name of the segment that comes up next on CCO. <laughs> Let's play away. Dave has question
2: topic number one. There's no questions here. These are statements of fact. You can just uh, get that they're right. Questionable most of the time. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, just because you don't understand truth. Hey, by the way, thanks for getting to this segment on time as always. Yeah. Can we get to uh, Tiger on close
0: caption so I can listen to here?
2: Do we finish today? Three over. Was that it?
0: Three over for the day.
2: One over. He's on the cut line. It's not looking good. Uh oh, your guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not pleased. <laughs> All right. I mentioned this to you earlier this week hmm. during a break. My know, good looks. I know you're going to fight me on it, but I also know that you're wrong. Well, a great cocktail is greater than any glass of red wine. Am I It's one of the most ludicrous things I've ever come out of
0: a human's mouth. I love a good cocktail. I'm still in my old fashion. Phase right now. Such Mm -hmm. a great drink. Great red wine is is fine. Every bit as good, including better, than a cocktail. There are some great cocktails and there are some mediocre wines. But if you're telling me peak, peak red wine, Well, it's like Secretariat. You can't even see the cocktail back
2: there. You are wrong. A glass of wine from a $1,000 bottle tastes just about the same as a $20 bottle. Well, a premier mixologist at your classy bar where you like to hang out. Mixologist. Can make you a much better cocktail than that average beverage. Uh, number one, I've never had a $1,000 bottle of wine. You stick to the 2000
0: Uh Yeah, that's, that's beneath me. <laughs> please. Come on. Please. I'm For a, the peasants. I'm a 5000 <laughs> Uh A couple hundred is max. No, you're wrong. Now, you can find some great wines in the teens, but if you go with some of the better stuff, And it's 70 bucks or it's $120 to say people can't tell the difference. You either haven't tasted the good stuff or you just don't like wine. Just a minute. You don't like it. You don't get it. You don't understand the concept. You're jealous of us who do. And I may take a bath
2: tonight in red wine. I'm a Boone's Farm guy. Boone's Farm.
0: Yeah. Same thing as... uh... A lot of the high-end.
2: I think so. It's fun, you find that on the Napa Tour, right? I isn't
0: think. that supposed to be good for you if you bathe in red wine? <laughs> Give it a shot. Yeah. See what happens. I was going to talk about that sauna place today that uh, they didn't have the right uh, permits and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sauna talk lately. Where you at? It was like an infrared
2: sauna. I don't even know what an infrared sauna is. You much of a sauna guy? Mm, I haven't been in a sauna since I couldn't tell you the They're last They're supposed
0: time. to be great for you. I get in there right away and think. Eh,
2: I want out. Yeah, and it's sauna, not sauna.
0: Yeah, don't say thank, thank you. You're so right, right. right. Thank you. I don't need to hear Norway and Finland in the house. Sona, Sona, go back to Finland if you want to say
2: Sona, mm-hmm. sauna. Thank you. Speak American is what you're saying. That's it. <laughs> all right, we've been playing uh, Foo Fighters bumpers. Yes. Today. Because the, uh, unfortunately, late Taylor Hawkins would have been 51. Correct. (sighs) Still a bummer. Uh, Foo Fighters began as a band uh, just under 30 years ago. 1994. Looked it up. Okay. There has been no more fun, enjoyable, and let's just say tremendous rock band in the last 30 years than the Foo Fighters.
0: So if we're talking peak, who else is in the category right now? U2. U2. Now, they had a run sure. before. Springsteen.
2: Mm-hmm. 30 years. I mean, they Rolling Stones. Certainly had a gone. run. Stones. Bands like Green Day as a newer band. With, they, I mean, they've had a lot of success. Yeah. Have they had Foo Fighters success?
0: Well... My gut tells me just a think, little bit less, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm underestimating Green Day. I love Foo Fighters. Multiple times, see him in concert. Don't know if we'll ever get a chance again. If we do, I would love to do it. They're in that. They're in that debate. Now, if I had also lucky enough to see some great Springsteen and U two shows, yeah. Like, if it's
2: pure fun, like you said, fun, right? Fun, enjoyable, tremendous, all the accolades.
0: Like, if you took out fun, because, I mean, Bono does a lot of amazing work. Sure. For social causes, just ask him. <laughs> and and Bruce will also get fairly preachy, too.
2: and Preachy about his $10,000 concert tickets. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out a way to go for a lot less than that.
0: But for pure fun, I think you're right. For pure fun, Foo Fighters might be that group. Hmm. But if you told me I could see one of them, I'm trying to think. of it Because I think Bruce is – the. I think this is Bruce's last stadium or, or um, arena
2: tour. I think it is. I think he's on – on the casino circuit next, no, find him that. down at treasure
0: island or missing. You know, I don't think he's in my backyard. You know, <laughs> in between the rainbow play system. Come on up to Grand Casino Malax. Oh. I probably would see Bruce because I I don't know if they're ever going to do it again. Oh, I, so. I think
2: four hours of Bruce.
0: It's three and it's great.
2: <laughs> I does your
0: gut tell you that the Foo Fighters will go back out?
2: I think they will. I think they will. I really and. It's probably more of my heart telling me that. Yeah, and you're hopeful. Yes, I am very hopeful. I probably would just go Springsteen because of this is it. Unseen. Have fun. (laughs) Unseen. Have fun. Enjoy that. I will. I've told you before I'd tap out after about 30 minutes.
0: We've heard you tap out quickly. Oh, we didn't want to just hit the post on me and the sick little joke there? I didn't catch a joke. Oh. (laughs) Thank you. More of Am I Wrong with Dave Harrigan. Next on CCO. Uh, Drusha follows us. And for me, this is my last show for a couple weeks.
2: What are you doing again?
0: I am uh, spending Monday with my boy Q because Tuesday. We are leading a trip of CCO listeners to Hawaii, and we. Oh, that's right. Hadn't heard that. Yeah, you still could sign up. Let's go. Uh, we are uh, gone for nine days, Tuesday to Thursday, and Mr. Lane has been kind enough to say, "Well, just take Friday off too." So I'm out of here. Adam is in all of next week, and I don't think they know yet. What they're going to do? If they're just going to keep Adam here, or who knows? Well, the
2: following week we get a lot of ball games. That's tonight. true. That's right. A lot of ball games.
0: So there are four games the following I week. I believe Monday, Tuesday,
2: Wednesday, and Friday.
0: That's right. So
2: maybe just Adam on Thursday. Something like that could be. I'll be out that day. I don't care.
0: You don't care. Will you miss me? Eh. What if I? What if I keep calling you all the time? <laughs> Call me from
2: the luau. Yeah. Well, you scared me
0: yesterday on potential
2: rain. I don't want to go there with rain. I'm looking at it right now. Wednesday's forecast for Maui: 80 degrees, cloudy, isolated rain. I can do cloudy. Isolated is okay. Yeah, let's go. All right, what do you got? What's S- next? Switched cars with my wife the last few days. Oh. I drive a Chevy Equinox little SUV. She wanted a little more space because she drives a little Mazda 3, a little kind of sporty sedan. Um, the difference is I drive an automatic and she drives a stick. Oh, yeah. If you live anywhere near the city, anywhere near the city in traffic, and you drive a stick shift manual transmission by choice, you are a masochist. Am I, wrong? I have never understood the fascination with a stick shift, ever.
0: Twice, for brief periods of time, I drove a stick shift. Wasn't real impressive either. (laughs) It wasn't like, whoa, he picked that up right away. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't smooth. I know there are a lot of people like, oh, it's the best way to drive. You're like really in control. It's feel the car. No, I just reverse neutral drive. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not in the Grand Prix. I'm not at Indy. I'm not at Daytona. I think I'm a pretty decent driver, but I don't know. Can I say I'm a pretty decent driver if I've only driven a stick shift <laughs> twice? One of the times was it was in Arizona, you know, a few years ago during
2: college, and it was stop, lurch, stop. Mm-hmm. So
0: I'm with Been you. There.
2: Been there? There's there's It's overrated. Massively overrated. We bought this car several years ago, bought it used, uh, but she liked it. And let's be honest, there weren't a ton of options. With a stick shift. She wanted a stick. She drove a stick her whole life. Why? Uh, that's just what she liked to do. I right. don't know. I don't know. I, I don't understand it. Guess what? She hates the car now. She hates it. We have it rattles. She brings it in. They fix it. It still rattles. She hates the dang car. But, hey, you know, we had about three options. Well, there, there aren't many stick shifts left now. No, they're going away. Incredibly. They're sweet. going the way of the dinosaur. Yeah? Well, good luck to you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll probably have it Monday and Tuesday next week too.
0: You don't sound very excited about that.
2: If traffic is as bad on ninety four as it was the last couple days because of accidents,
0: I left here. Oh, I, I just stick around for a business meeting. I left here four thirty yesterday. There's no traffic.
2: It's usually okay, but there was one stalled vehicle on 94. One stalled vehicle, and everybody grew, has to stare way off to it. the side. Honest to God, it was an extra fifteen minutes. People, let's go.
0: Oh, my God, it's a parked car.
2: I've got to stare
0: at a parked car. The car's not on fire. It's not one of the balloons from China. Uh, there's nothing that uh, there's nothing interesting about it. All right, I'll miss you. Will you? Yes. Eh, Jason's laughing in the background. He doesn't think I'm going to miss you. Not buying it. I will miss the Lindus Construction Time Check and telling people time to check on Infinity. By Marvin Windows. Card to sharks. Told there might be an investigation about card to sharks. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's what I'm hearing. Did you alert the copyright holder? I did. They're coming on board. That's at uh, 4.05 on Courtside with Jason, which is next.